Our second reading this morning is a little less intense. It comes from the book of John. I have to admit, I have, never, I have not read every book in the Bible completely all the way through. So, um, you know, it, it's very interesting when uh, a minister picks up some passages that maybe you're not so familiar with. But John is a good one, so let's listen to John 14. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he be and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great sermon, everybody. Let's sing. I'm just kidding. So Pentecost today, exciting day. It's interesting, all of these, um, you know, we have this John text and the Acts text that we're mostly familiar with. And there's a couple other, old, there, the Old Testament text today is, is in Genesis. And the uh, call to worship today was the psalm that we use. Um, so all of these have different ways to think about the Spirit. And so today we're going to focus on, on John. And the Holy Story, all of this time when we started in Easter and we've moved week after week after week, resurrection to Pentecost, we are here the end of this Easter time in Pentecost. And it's all well and good to have a Christ resurrected, to know that Jesus died, was buried, and on the third day rose again. But this week and next week, we're going to walk through what it means to have this holy story, this resurrection story, no longer be out in Scripture, but to be part of us. 
Now, ask any Presbyterian, they're probably going to tell you that we don't really do the Holy Spirit around these parts. Not really our thing. It's not that we don't believe in it or value it, but we might have some struggle in understanding it. Or we see it in other ways about churches that are full of the Spirit. It might feel a little nerve-wracking for us. Let me show you. Can I get an amen? Uh, That was was leading you a little bit. But certainly we're not not the type that are going to be jumping up out of our seats, moving around, being slain by the Spirit. It's not that that's bad or wrong, but it's not our flavor. Probably a little too spicy for us, if we're honest. And I think that usually because of how we talk about Pentecost, we usually focus on the Acts text. And people are asking, y'all, are these people starting vacation early? Because it is 9 o'clock, and they already look like they've had a few. Right? Because that's you know, kind of fun. I remember being a kid and hearing that story and being like, oh, they're talking about people drinking. Um, I always thought that was kind of funny, right? Um, The fact that that is even part of the conversation leads one to believe that things on Pentecost, according to Acts, were a little crazy. Were a little out of uh, the norm, maybe a little bit more like being slain in the spirit and jumping up and down. So for those of us who maybe are a little bit more reserved in our faith, we kind of look at that, we're like, that's great. What do we do with this story? So I think this John text maybe provides us another view of the Spirit that helps us understand it a little bit more. John is trying to tell us in this text what Jesus has meant for him and his community just a little bit after Jesus had gone. Clearly something had happened, something was special, they were continuing to follow this Jesus person, and something had struck them, and for them, it was this Holy Spirit. This holy story had become part of who they were, and so John is trying to help us understand who this Holy Spirit is. And so as as John is telling this story again of how Jesus is sitting with his disciples, this chapter 14, right before he is going to be betrayed, this is his final prayer with his disciples. He says, I am going to send an advocate. I am going to be sending the advocate. Now, it's kind of a technical term, kind of a legal term, but it goes by, even in this passage, this Holy Spirit goes by a couple of different names. Advocate, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, and even the word in Greek itself can take on a bunch of different meanings, too. Some of them, indeed, are legal, like counselor or advisor, but also things like guide and teacher and interpreter. And even in the text, it's a reminder Right? It's, it's a spirit that reminds the people of all that Jesus had said to them. And also, it's a companion on a journey. This is not just a buddy that's on the side of you. No, this is an all-encompassing companion on a journey of faith that is quite literally the Trinity with us. Father, Son, Spirit connected with us. 
And it's funny, as you read these texts and you read around these texts, Jesus seems like he's really motivated to get out. He's like, listen, this that I'm going to leave with you is better than, what if, I'm, than if I stay here. But if you could imagine being one of the disciples and just looking at Jesus out there, and Jesus is saying, listen, this spirit that I have where I am one, in the, one with the Father, I'm going to leave here with you. That's a great gift. I'm going to be sticking around. My spirit, Jesus says, is going to be sticking around with this advocate, this Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting because this spirit, this Holy Spirit, causes us to see differently than the rest of the world. The text here in John says, the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows. Now, I suppose we could place that on everybody else in the world, those who have not made the decision or who haven't, been, haven't recognized that they are part of this holy fold. We could say, yeah, well, they can't see. Or, and I think this is more of what Jesus did in his own ministry, we can recognize that this is a responsibility on us as well. This gift of the Holy Spirit doesn't come without perhaps some strings attached to it. That when we do have the gift of the Holy Spirit, the tongue of fire that dances upon our heads, maybe we do happen to see things differently. Maybe we do happen to hear the foreign tongues of our neighbors a little bit more, with a little bit more familiarity. The things that seem so much the opposite of this world might perhaps be far closer to home than we realize, that we may in fact have the eyesight of Jesus Christ in this world. And when I was trying to think about this, my mind went to campfires. For me, nothing is more enjoyable on the shoulder seasons of summer than sitting around with a couple of good friends just after the sun has set over the horizon than cool night campfires. The smell of well-dried firewood wafting over. I'm usually the one who's responsible for getting the fire started, so I smell of that smoke all the way down through every layer of my clothing. And I look above and I watch the hot air dance with the trees above, and you would swear that there is some sort of magic happening. Because even those mature trees are dancing with the excitement a cool campfire. And it is peaceful. And I am enjoying good time with good friends, telling fun stories of times long ago. And people look different to me around a campfire. The orange hues that reflect off the fire is more intimate 
and more loving than what always seems to be the painful white glows of fluorescent office lamps that are demanding more and more and more get done at more rapid and rapid paces. Instead, the fire reminds me that there is time to slow down and love the people that I'm with. And even that fire dances upon faces that are familiar but somehow look a little different. Smile lines become a little bit more pronounced. I am home around the campfire. And I always think it's interesting how people look differently depending on what side of the fire they're on. When they're around me, when they're beside me looking at the same firelight, they become silhouettes with a ring of firelight around them. They're similar to me, but they're illumined not too much differently than the folks who are on this side of the fire can't make out all of the distinct differences of them. They look a little bit like me. But there's a glow around them. Something different. On the other side, however, the person who's sitting directly across from me, well, I have to look through the fire in order to be able to acknowledge and see. I see that person fully awash in firelight. They might not see how beautifully washed in this fire that they are, but I do. I recognize that somehow the fire washes over them as well. And we share that fire. Even if they are directly on the other side of me, they share the same fire that, I've, uh, that I have. And so it may be with this new sight from the Holy Spirit. When we look at those who are sat near us, our divisions start to fade a little and instead can be replaced by the aura of the Spirit around us. We are not the exact same, of course. We have different joys. We have different concerns. We have things that make us unique as beloved children of God, but indeed we can witness the aura of the Spirit around us. When I look around this room, I see people with the Holy Spirit dancing around them. But when we look through the fire of the Spirit, the light of the Spirit to others, we see them as fully illumined, that they are not left out in the dark, but can live with the light of the Spirit over them. Are they still who they are? Well, yeah. But maybe that's not the most important thing. Maybe that's how Jesus in his ministry could sit next to so many and share meals with them where all the, quote, rest of the world, unquote, saw was a different class of people who they thought was below them. And if you want to know what Jesus is talking about when he says, you will do far greater things than I will do, imagine a world where we saw others that way all of the time. that we saw all the people of the world as just companions on the other side of a well-tended fire. 
their very beings warmed by a Holy Spirit that continues to shine on every single one of us. Even if they might not be able to see it themselves. Friends, the Holy Spirit is not something far off that a particular amount of music and a particular amount of words spoken in some foreign language is making itself known in this world. It might be true that people are speaking in tongues. I don't want to put that beyond what could happen, but if you don't feel that, don't think that the Holy Spirit could not be working in you. You do not have to speak in tongues in order to have a sense of the Holy Spirit. And I will gladly put my name to that. Instead, perhaps, it might be better to think that the Holy Spirit is helping us see this resurrection story happen in all aspects of our life. Because that light of the Holy Spirit is a reminder that there is a God who brings life from death. This whole story from Easter to now is reminders that there is a resurrection and it is not out in some text somewhere. It is today and it is now. And friends, that may be the more wild and outlandish thing than somebody speaking in tongues somewhere. That you might actually be able to believe that there is life after death here and now. So here's what I want you to try this week. I want you to look at the newspaper. I want you to just pick any topic. There are plenty. Look at the characters in that story and imagine those people around a campfire with you. A good campfire. Not one with pine wood and resin and just can't keep it going, but a good one. Think about who would be the folks across from you where you have to look through the fire of the Spirit to see them. What would change if you knew that the Spirit light was washed over them? What would be different? And if you need a little help, I might suggest starting the whole brouhaha that we had this week in this community. If you remember, there was a class that was supposed to happen at the Delaware County Library featuring makeup with boys. And we got into an uproar. People were not happy There was violence accused for these folks. And so the library had to say, no, we're not going to do this. And so a comic book store decided to take it on. And on Wednesday, that uh, class went on. Now, I'm not here to legislate which side of this story you should be on. Because at this moment, that's not the point. But I wonder, who's on the other side of that campfire for you? Is it the boy who once again 
feels on the margins of this world and had an entire community remind him that he is not welcome? That who he is is not valued? Or is the person across the campfire the one who routinely feels that the culture that they love and the one that they understand is progressively falling away from them. And they don't understand and they want to try to understand, but they can't. And it's one more time that they can be reminded that they feel like they're backwards. Again, my job is not to legislate what's right and wrong, except... I feel like if one ever perpetrates violence on another, that usually is beyond the pale. Who's on the other side for you today? And what would it be like? Perhaps in your anger and your frustration right now of having to hear this story once again, what would it be like to look at that person and recognize that the Holy Spirit is with them? just as it washes over you today. Do you want to see the world change? Do you want to see resurrection? Do you want to see life come from the dead? Believe that the Holy Spirit is with that person. That's the world I hope to give my kids. Thanks be to God.